minus one minute. T minus fifty seconds. T minus forty seconds. Minus thirty seconds. T minus twenty seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Zero. Own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And welcome to the WOW Superheroes After Show, which we have every Monday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, and all the other times everywhere else. Of course, my name is Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, color commentator for the Belladonna Division, Battle Club Pro, and Black Girl Magic 2. And thankfully, of course, when it comes to running down this amazing women's action, I am not alone. I am here with the fabulous, with the amazing, with the gorgeous host and creator of NCAT We Trust and my eternal panel buddy, Katrina Blake. How are you? For your interest, it was so awesome. I am good. Very tired, but I am good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, this episode was pretty solid. Awesome. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, me too. And it's just, it just continues to get better with each and every episode. And then something that I am glad to see is that there are certain reports that come out every weekend and talk about all the viewership and how it goes up each and every time. I know last week it was down a little bit, but this week um, it was up. And I'm just like, it's just so great to see that people, you know, by the 200,000s are watching this show and actually getting into it. And even more women fans are getting into it as well. So it's just really good to see that this show is growing and people are growing and, you know, growing, getting accustomed to all the stars and stuff and watching it on Saturdays or whatever days that it does come on for you and stuff like that. Even in the midst of football and other preemptive stuff, people are still pushing through and watching it. Um, 
Yeah, so it's just really great. And this episode was really solid, very action-packed, and also very story-filled, too. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So, of course, for those in the comments, if you enjoyed this episode of WOW Superheroes, please let us know in the chat, and then your comments will pop up on the screen. And then it might drive the conversation forward as we keep going on tonight. And, of course, we have JD watching in the comments. Thank you for watching and being faithful to us. We love you so much. Um, and yeah, let's get on into it. So this episode started with a little bit of a, um, basically they did like a, a recap of where the beast is as the wow world champion and talked about, you know, how in her last um, match for the title, she sustained an ankle injury, but they were also showing a little bit of her journey before um, this iteration of wow as well. And all the people that she ran through a lot of notable people. Um, so they showed that, but she hasn't been on the show as of late because she has been recovering from her ankle injury, which they did show a clip of, and it looked really bad. And I was like, Oh my God, Ow, like that just looked really rough but here's hoping that she does recover and get better so we can see her you know rage on our television sets more because i miss her like seriously like she's the champ and we miss her but the show proper got started with the first match involving the debuting Americana going up against the disciplinarian who, of course, came out with Samantha Smart. And on commentary, they were talking about how Samantha Smart used to be David McLean's executive assistant, um, even though AJ called her a secretary. Um, and it was almost like David McLean was like clearing up like, yo, like she was my executive assistant. She was a really good assistant. But now she's, you know, turned over to the dark side and now she's. Um, basically guiding the career of the disciplinarian. And Americana was making her debut on this iteration of WoW, um, but the commentary team was definitely putting her over as someone who has been on WoW before. And they told us a little bit about her history. She's from Buffalo, New York. I actually have family up there in Buffalo, New York. I had an uncle who lived up there too before he passed. Um, she's from there. And then she also, you know, was active in wrestling for a few years until she had a little bit of a surprise in the form of her son Levi um, and now her son Levi is six years old and he was actually able to be in the audience that night for that show and watch her wrestle for the first time and it was just really nice to see them talk about that and um, big up the mothers and put the mothers over because seriously they kept talking about how mothers are you know the superheroes of the world. And I just thought that was really cool because moms rock. Okay. Like I'm not a mother, but my mom is the bomb. Katrina is the bomb as a mother. I've seen her in action. It's literally beautiful. So I mean, moms are the best. So the idea that she was able to go after her wrestling career while also still being a mom is just really beautiful and inspirational. So they were putting that over a lot. This match was really impressive because um, you got to see a lot of Americana and her backflips and um, backhand springs and stuff. It was it was giving bring it on. I liked it. Um, <laughs> there was another point where she tried to hit a backhand spring, but then the disciplinarian caught her in the abdomen with a knee. And Miss Disciplinarian was really doing a lot of ground and pound in this match, um, trying to stomp Americana. She even started mess with Americana at the very beginning of the match. Like Americana was doing her intro, her entrance and everything, and Disciplinarian snuck her from the back and then ran towards the rope as if to get away from Americana. And I'm just like, girl, if you want to attack somebody from the back, the least you could do is stand in it. But whatever. 
there was another impressive spot in the match where the disciplinarian hit like um, a submission where it kind of reminded me of the code of silence that Carmella does in the ring as a submission. And that's what she was doing with her legs. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but in the end, even with all of those impressive parts and even with Samantha Smart sort of trying to get inside the head of Americana, it wound up not working out and Americana wound up winning the match. And after she won her debut match, um, David McLean had an interview with her and she basically talked about, you know, her pride in being a mother and being, you know, at WOW and following her dreams. And Levi was there and he was looking like he was either really shy or just, you know, not really smiling or engaging a lot, you know, with the camera or maybe he wasn't aware that the camera was there. Maybe he was just really focused on his mom in the ring. But either way, it was cool to see him there. But then a part of me, well, I'll actually I'll get into, you know, another opinion I have about the match a little bit later. But Katrina, how did you feel about this match and how are you feeling about the debut of Americana? Uh, she, I thought she did well. Uh, and and I, I I like the disciplinarian more a little bit more than I did last match because I felt like she was actually doing a little bit more. I was actually still a little surprised that she didn't win because at some point it looked like she was finally using her size. Uh, and, you know, there's not too, too many uh, women wrestlers who are like bigger in stature sometimes. And so it's nice to when you can see somebody use their kind of their size to kind of get themselves around the ring. And so I actually thought at a point, especially when it looked like she was getting more serious about, you know, uh, I think it was quite, she was kind of like on the side of the ring and she looked like, I was like, oh, okay, she's getting more serious. And like, it's uh, not, um, you know, where it's an issue because this, you know her manager is kind of standing there and so i was like all right and then it kind of went i was like oh damn like i was kind of surprised only because it seemed like she was doing more uh technical work than she was previously where i wasn't too sure where it was going to kind of go with it and so i was a little surprised but um i did like when they were talking about uh, americana being a mom and Hello, I'm a mom. And so that definitely was very relatable with regards to having to kind of step away for something you want to do or having to kind of adjust your whole life around because you become a mom. And yeah, I don't know what like the story is, like, like as far as his or husband or whatever the case may be, but somebody who's uh, had a very difficult situation happen. And I was like, wait, this was not part of my plan. Uh, and I kind of had to kind of work around all of that and finally got to what I'm doing now. Totally understood that reference of kind of just having a like, be a mom and then try to do enough and you hope you do it well, even until they're like adults, but you hope you do well and they can still get back in there and do what you love and still be a good mom at the same time. And so that was super relatable. And I was like, okay, like you earned a couple of, a little couple of extra tallies for that because I, I totally uh, get that more than most people. Like I, my mom as well, and it's hard. Uh, and you know, when you're trying to do all these things and you still want to be there for your, your parents. So if your kid can see you do the thing that you had to kind of take some time to get back to you, I thought that was a nice little, I'm like, oh my God, yay. Like I would love for my, you know, to, to my kids to actually see me work, work, like, in a show or something it's usually like okay i'll be back and you know doing the mom stuff and so i i earned a lot i i felt like very that was a relatable thing for me as a parent as a parent and so she uh definitely earned some points on that one but i thought uh, otherwise you know she was pretty good with her holds i thought that was really good and so i'm interested to see what she does next as far as again you come back five years later you know you can even have ring rust from that amount of time and she didn't seem like she really had any and so I, I thought it was a good open. Um, again, I was a little surprised only because I felt like the disciplinarian this time was actually using her size more, but it didn't 
Wick, I guess, gave her the win, which I was a little surprised by. But otherwise, I thought it's good, and I'm kind of interested to see as far as where Americana goes after this matchup. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, hey, Ricky, thank you for watching. Um, it's just that that's something that I'm glad you mentioned that because that was really what I was about to bring up. The disciplinarian has kind of been on a losing streak lately since almost since we've been introduced to her. It just seems like even in tag team matches and even in singles matches, she's been losing quite a lot. And for someone who's as powerful and as imposing as she is, but still really good at technical work, you would think that she would have a little bit more luck. Um, and it just doesn't seem that that's what's happening here. And it makes me sad, like, because I was thinking since she, you know, cut loose um, from Jesse Jones, that maybe th that would give her a little bit more of a new lease on things. But it just doesn't seem that way. And it's disappointing to me. Like, I want more for her. Like, even though I know she's supposed to be a villain, <laughs> um, technically, and a lot of people have been talking back and forth about villains this weekend, of course, with the release of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever and stuff, and whether or not people love them or whether or not you really want to hate them. It's just like when you see her and how you know imposing she is and then on top of that on the plus factor of her being a black woman it's just like you want to see her you know rise within her power and actually use it as much as she can but she just seems to be on the struggle bus and it makes me sad so i don't know what it's gonna have to take for her to really get it together but here's hoping at some point she really does um so yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. But in the end, Americana wound up winning. And then something else interesting that I loved was the fact that, and they mentioned it on commentary, was the fact that Americana made her debut and she had all had on all these beautiful bright colors. And it wasn't like a red, white, and blue thing. And I thought that was really different in a sense. Because usually when you think of characters like Captain America or Mr. America in wrestling in WWE from like the 2000s, even though it turned out to be Hulk Hogan or whatever, it's just like you think of Americana wrestlers, you know, you see the American flag somewhere. And with her, you don't see that. She's just, you know, like a very colorful, looks like very hippie type of Americana type of thing. And that's not a bad thing, but I just thought that was a really different take on the whole Americana type of character. So that was different, but that was cool. And she wound up winning her debut match. And JD <laughs> saying, Mr. America is Hulk Hogan? Oh my God, I thought we've been through this. It's been years now. I feel like if you don't know by now... <laughs> If you don't know that Mr. America was Hulk Hogan by now, then baby, you might have just been, you know, under a rock somewhere. But geez, that was when I was a kid. That's so crazy. Um, and I'm almost 30 now. So guess what? Hey, spoiler alert for those who didn't know, Mr. America was Hulk Hogan. So whatever. Moving on <laughs> to a next segment we had before this match, um, of course, which fed into the match. We got to know Chantilly Chella a little bit more. And, of course, um, with them telling stories on WoW superheroes, you get to know a little bit more about them as human beings and all the struggles that they've gone to in order to rise to become, you know, the wrestlers that we know them to be today. And Chantilly Cello was talking about how she, you know, is from California and um, about how she really didn't get into wrestling full out, but into martial arts when she was a younger um, child. 
And her mom really encouraged her and her grandmother really encouraged her, you know, when it came to, you know, her pursuing martial arts. But she dealt with a lot um, in the sense that her father was absent due to his struggles with alcoholism and um, being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And it was just so sad to hear um, for me because it's just like this is someone who outside of the world of WOW, who I've actually shared space with in terms of commentary work um, in the independent. So to and standing next to this person, you know, who is so beautiful and so fabulous and so great in the ring, you know, you never really know people's stories until, you know, they actually sit down and tell you or you hear it through another um, avenue. And I just did not know that she was going through all of that. And it, it made me tear up a lot because I'm an emotional wreck when it comes to stuff like this. It's just hearing her tell her story like that, you know, really did, you know. Um, make me emotional in the sense that it made me kind of appreciate and love her more than I already do. Um, and she was talking about her love for music and her love for kickboxing and how she used positivity to sort of pull her through the darkest moments, especially the moments where she would wait for her dad to come um, to all of her events and she would hold out hope that he would come to all of her um, events where she would have martial arts stuff and he would never come. And that was just really hard to hear, but that's a sad reality for some people. So to hear that, to hear how she rose above all of that, you know, to become who she is now um, and to see her dancing in a field of flowers and stuff like that and going hiking and doing stuff like that to sort of put her in a good mental head space was just really inspirational and really good. So that was really good. And I was really happy to learn that about Chantilly. Um, and stuff. So Katrina, how did you feel about Chantilly Chella's story before we go off into the match that she participated in? I, I thought it, it not that it was nice that you know she had to deal with that, but nice in the sense that we got to learn more uh about her. Um, you know, I I'm not like I have not I don't have bipolar, but somebody who's has exact sometimes severe anxiety. Totally understand how that can like alter uh the way you approach things the way you even feel like how you uh do the things in your career or your lives whatever the case may be and so to you know as i told people all the time while it wound up becoming a good thing for me to get into the wrestling thing 2020 was my year of like it was bad uh in a really bad mental space and wrestling kind of helped kept me you know holding on to something and it wound up spurring into all of this, but literally, so when she, so when she was saying like having like the hope, like doing little things to kind of hold on to some happiness, I totally, totally related to that because I had did very similar for different reasons, but most recently that period of 2020 when everything kind of went at a standstill. And so it was like, crap, <laughs> like, you know, everything is completely, we've never lived through, you know, a pandemic before. We've had some shitty things in, in the world happen, but we haven't lived through that. And so to deal with that and then, you know, still with like being, again, I'm a mom and kind of figure out how to tell the kids like, well, this is like, hopefully you're doing the right thing and uh, as far as explaining and making sure they still learn the way they're supposed to learn and all this other stuff and so wrestling was literally the only thing i had uh that kept me like somewhat happy and so that i totally understood with reference to just having like you have the little things that why things might seem a little bit out of whack you have like the moments and so it was nice to kind of not again not that she's dealing with that because you know mental illness and i tell everybody all the time you know protect your mental health as much as possible uh and you know that trumps a lot of things. <laughs> your job, I mean, you can't do it, can't do a job if you're not mentally well uh, and you're not okay. And so, um, 
it was just nice to like, okay, you know, like you seem so positive for somebody who's dealing with all of this behind the scenes. And so it was it not nice that she's dealing with it, but nice to kind of hear more as far as, again, relatable in that way. Yeah, it is just, like I said earlier, you just never know what people are going through until you really listen to them. And I'm happy that she was strong enough to tell her story. And it's like I say, when you tell your story, you never know who's listening and you never know whose lives you're saving when you hear that. So I'm glad that she was strong enough to tell her story. And I'm glad that you were strong enough to tell your story. You know, and I've been strong enough to tell mine on various platforms as well. So yeah, we're all strong women and we all have to press through certain things in order to get to the place where we actually want to get, you know, at the light of the tunnel. And wrestling, I can definitely say, is one of those things that does pull you out of some things because it gives you something else to focus on when everything else is just falling to pieces um, in your own life. And it is just, and it's a lifesaver. So I'm glad that we all have that. And I'm glad that Chantilly Cella had that and her kickboxing and martial arts stuff as well, which was on full display in this match <laughs> coming up. So it was Chantilly Cella versus BK Rhythm, our favorite rapper. And of course, you know, Chantilly Chella made her entrance and she came out with her giant, beautiful, sparkly jacket, which David McLean and Stephen Dickey were having fun with. Um, David McLean caught it and then and then as he caught it, he actually gave it to Stephen Dickey to wear. And he was really excited to wear it. And then David McLean told him he looks like Gorgeous George. And I was just like, oh my God, yeah, that's a throwback right there. I like that reference. So it was just really cool to see them hamming it up on commentary together with Chantilly's jacket. Then BK Rhythm, of course, you know, had to go into one of her raps, um, which AJ Mendez on commentary said that she hasn't been impressed with as of late. Um, it was really funny. She says she's she's ready to be underwhelmed by her raps. And I was like, ouch, AJ, God dang. But in the rap, BK said that she was going to put this dancing queen out of commission. And Steph, and not Stephanie, Stephen, Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so easy to go to the other um, one. But Stephen said, was that a Dancing Queen reference, like an ABBA reference? You know, and ABBA is a really great band. If you really haven't, if you haven't listened to them before, listen to ABBA. They're pretty cool. My boyfriend's obsessed with them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, she made that reference to her because, of course, Chantilly does love to dance. But in this match, though, it was really good. Um, BK really didn't necessarily like underestimate Chantilly because she's a dancing queen. Um, BK really brought, you know, some of the best stuff that we've seen her bring since WoW has gotten started. Um, you saw a lot of her abilities at play here. But then in all of this, you also saw um, Chantilly use a lot of her um, kickboxing work, all of her martial arts work. And right there, she was, um, she had a cover. Well, she had a meteor into a cover, but then she grabbed a hold of the bottom rope. But then she realized that that's the thing that you're not supposed to do. So she let that go. Um, and then there was this other impressive spot where Chantilly actually hit a monkey flip onto BK. So that was really cool. And Chantilly really was just showing the best of what she had to offer in this match. Um, and and then there was even another point where they had a battle of the arm drag. 
tracks. Like, that was really cool, too. But in the end, Chantil and Shella wound up winning this match. And BK here again wound up losing a match. It's like the second match um, on this card where we've seen someone consistently lose a lot. And that's Disciplinarian and now it's BK Rhythm. But this match was really good, and I was really glad that they um, told Chantilly's story, and she wound up coming out, you know, victorious in the match. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this match and the performance of Chantilly? I thought she was uh, really good. I, she moved around the ring a lot, and I was like, they kept implying that she was the veteran. And so I was slightly annoyed with her only when she did that holding on to the rope. And I'm like, sis. Mm. Like, you know better. Like, you can't expect to get a pin, and the referee is right there. It's not like you're doing, like, a heel move where the referee might not be seeing that you're trying to use the ropes to your advantage. Uh, in this regard, she's the face. And so it was a really odd um, for me to see her kind of uh, use the rope. And then, like, she realized it, but didn't realize quick enough. Because I was like, how did you not realize that was not going to count? And so that kind of annoyed me because they kept implying throughout that whole match of how she was the veteran. And BK Rhythm was the, the newbie in all of this. And she had to learn and had to scout and all this. And they kept saying that, kept saying that. And so I'm like, sis, well, a veteran's supposed to know we don't hold on to ropes <laughs> in front of the referee uh, during pets. And so I was a little annoyed by that uh, reference only because they kept mentioning that she was supposed to be the veteran. I'm like, a good veteran knows to do this. Um, however, I did enjoy uh, everything she was doing uh, throughout the match. I thought she again very quick. Um, a lot more, I mean, she's pretty athletic for the most part when you think of all the other matches, but, you know, it's nice to kind of see her shine on her own instead of because she's been in quite a few tag teams since we've seen her uh, on WoW. And so it was nice for her to get the win, but I am curious as far as this whole BK rhythm situation, like, why is she losing all her matches? And granted, I am not a fan of her raps, and when AJ Lee mentioned the underwhelmed, I was like, mm-hmm, you, you hit it right there, because same underwhelmed uh not impressed <laughs> not at all impressed at all uh but yeah, she did um, change it up and say that she was whelmed after it was over so th that's a step <laughs> I, see, I didn't even get there i couldn't even get to that level of i was like mm, i guess if you this weren't is whelmed you yeah i just was like mm, <laughs> just can we let's stop this these reps <laughs> better reps let's, let's stop those uh so i mean granted i don't particularly like that who like i'm better rapping i'm supposed to like buy i can't buy that as i spent the first episode i was like i just can't buy that whole with her just not giving me better rapper rhymes uh but i was still again i'm like why every match though like it's very odd that she's lost every match and i don't know again if and Again, usually for the most part, I am with the faces unless you're a good ass heel. And I got in better as an adult appreciating better heels. Like I said, Randy just pissed me off as a kid. <laughs> just really irritate my soul. Uh, but I appreciate him. Now I'm like, you know what? This, this is a good story. Look at that. I can't even get mad. I understand what you was doing with this. And so in this regard, though, I can't even say it's one of those situations where it's like she's such a good heel, like that the heel work is making up for the fact that she's losing. And so... I'm not sure what they're going with, with with regards to her because she has lost, I believe, not if maybe she won one match, maybe. And I'm thinking it's a maybe. I feel like she's lost the rest of them. And so it's like, what what are we doing with her if she's losing everything? Or is this all is gonna be like a most of the good guys 
on the show per se is going to win more and and so i wasn't sure uh if that's what they're doing with this i'm just it was a little i was a little surprised because while chantelle did have you know her moments it wasn't like bk rhythm was getting beat up the whole match you know what i mean where that would be more like it feels like she was kind of getting her moments where she just could have easily turned the other way and so i don't really know why she's losing all her matches or what they're trying to do with that but i was surprised as well that she got one more loss again i was like damn <laughs> again like okay i guess yeah, and then and then something something else that I noticed on commentary that Stephen Dickey was saying um was the fact that um Chantilly, you know, is probably has probably the best use of her legs in the ring um in terms of wow and their roster. And I thought that was really funny that he said that, especially, you know, when there's someone like uh, like Adriana Gambino who is really good at using her legs in the ring too, but I guess he meant from a kickboxing um, standpoint, but it's just it for me, when he said that, when I first heard him say that Saturday, I was just like, but Adriana Gambino though, <laughs> like, like if, if, if Chantilly is number one for using, for utilizing her legs in the ring, then I guess Adriana would be a really strong number two. But I don't know. But either way, um, Chantilly had a really impressive um, opening here. And here again, even though BK is a heel and she was sort of making fun of Chantilly, I still want more for her. I still want her to win and stuff. So, yeah. And I will say this, though. Something funny about BK Rhythm is the fact that I don't know how it happened, but she and I are friends on Facebook. And she saw my picture that I posted when I went to see Black Panther Wakanda Forever with my um, lounge fly bag, which is, of course, the exclusive um, Star-Lord T'Challa bag from Marvel's What If? And she loved it. And I was like, oh, my God, you like my bag? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, BK Rhythm likes my purse. Like, that's just the coolest thing ever so that was great but here's hoping that she can turn it around you know and that she can put just as much focus as her on her on more of her in-ring work like she does on her raps like we're still hoping for that and hopefully Katrina will be whelmed maybe she'll be whelmed maybe she won't be whelmed we just have to wait and see so moving forward with the rest of the card, um, the next match was a tag team match between Holiday and Chainsaw. Of course, they came out there with Siren the Voodoo Doll versus the new team of Keita Rush and Candy Crush, who I am now calling Team Crush Rush or Team Rush Crush. But either way, the names rhyme and I thought it was cool that they were a team. But I did think it was different because lately we have been seeing we've been seeing more of Keita Rush and Steffi Slays tagging together, but seeing as the last episode we saw Steffi Slays um tagging with Vivian Rivera, it seems like the two are in a parting of ways even though it does even though later on in the show it seems like they don't have any ill will towards each other, but they're just, you know, switching things up right now. And so we have Team Crush rush here um this match was pretty okay for the most part um something that did impress me was the fact that keto rush came in you know in the early going wanting to take down um chainsaw by kicking her legs and her abdomen to try to knock her down which i think is a really smart strategy when you're fighting someone who is um larger than you in size um, but then even though you had Holiday and of course Chainsaw with the power advantage and stuff, you saw a lot of Kita and Candy 
sort of utilizing their agility and quickness to sort of, you know, bounce onto the other, the, uh, the other creepy um, friendly team there. So that was really impressive to see and impressive to watch because normally Holiday and Chainsaw would just run through their opponents and just be like, ah, you know, but that's not what happened here. Um, even though there was a couple of moments where Kita Rush was isolated away from Candy Crush, anytime Candy Crush was in there, she was bobbing and dodging and moving, of course, like the former boxer that she is and hitting all kinds of different things and stuff like that, all kinds of moves and everything. And their tag team continuity was great. Like them as a team, I really enjoyed. They even hit a number of stinger splashes onto um, Chainsaw as they were moving about in the ring. So this was a really impressive tag team match. And of course, in the midst of it, when it looked like there was some miscommunication there between Holiday and um, Chainsaw, Team Crush Rush took advantage of it and they wound up winning. So this was really cool. They wound up winning because Miss Candy Crush hit her knockout punch and they won. So this was really cool, but this wasn't the end of us seeing Team Crush Rush. So in a backstage segment, we saw those two, you know, celebrating their win in the locker room. And Candy said that she was going to go back and take a shower. But then she hung up her grandmother, the gloves that her grandmother bought her on her locker door. And she went to take a shower. And Kita Rush came outside because Steffi Slaves wanted to talk to her. And so she was telling her, you know, how overwhelmed she was by the idea that they're not tag teaming anymore. Because they were best friends. And they were crying about it. And it was like a whole little, you know, emotional thing. But after Candy Crush took the world's quickest shower, no um, shade to her, but that, that shower was really quick, though. She came out and she saw that her beloved gloves that her grandmother gave to her were gone. It was so sad because she was screaming like, where are my gloves? Where are my gloves? Kita, where are my gloves? And she didn't know, you know, where they were. And then her and Steffi ran into the locker room to try to help her, you know, find them and everything. But that was really the last we saw of them in that segment. So it's it's really fishy how that happened, how as soon as Steffi, you know, walked up to her and was trying to confide in Kita, is those are when the gloves got missing. So I'm wondering, you know, is this supposed to be like a heel turn later on for um, Steffi Slays and maybe Vivian Rivera or if somebody else is behind stealing the gloves, like what's going on here? But either way, it's very interesting story-wise. So Katrina, how did you feel about the tag team match and Team Crush Rush, you know, going on to win? And also, how do you feel about the case of the missing gloves? I thought they worked really well together. I like that, um, you know, we know what to expect from, you know, Holiday, we kind of know like how they work together. They're very uh, similar in the way their style is, but it was nice to kind of see one who was good with like, you know, MMA, the other one's good with like boxing. And so the fact that they kind of use that to their advantage. And honestly, it was a couple of times I wasn't sure they were going to win it um, because it seemed like, especially with uh, Chainsaw, that she kind of had their number a little bit. Uh, but it was nice to kind of see them kind of use, even though they were a lot smaller, at least in uh, as far as size with regards to Chainsaw, that they were still kind of able to pull off with the wins. So I thought it was a nice, like, fun tag team match. Um, I was a little, like, I wasn't sure how to feel, I guess, about the gloves thing, because everybody knew that was one thing she kept saying from the very beginning was, like, how much these gloves meant to her. Um, and so I'm like, 
when they have like oh the person's missing and then something's and now it's like oh here's some drama now because the thing that matters like the most to me you guys kind of like it's gone at the moment and so i'm not sure if it's going to be like a heel turn or it's just like why do it in that way so i'm curious as far as where that's gonna go uh especially because we all know how much she said that was the thing her grandmother gave her and that she always has it and like that whole like sentimental been there done that uh, holding on to something that's super sentimental for uh you know something like that and so i'm curious to see as far as is like you know is it going to be a heel turn for you know candy crush or is it just like they'll work through it or would it be like i, I don't know but i was a little surprised i was like they waited this moment though for her to lose the like gloves and the whole yeah shower i mean listen i mean some quick showers are quick shower but i don't even know if that's like a, i i don't even know if that's like a quick shower because i've taken quick showers i've had to be like let me quickly like do what i need to do and get but i wouldn't even if i call that a quick shower that was like a puddle like you just step your little toe in or something i feel like that wasn't like an actual even quick shower it was way too quick i was like sis now you know you didn't clean properly, but I mean I guess <laughs> I guess for purposes of this story, I guess we're gonna play off that you took this really really super quick shower. But otherwise, I thought it was like hmm, like I'm kind of just intrigued to see where it, went, where it goes. Yeah, me too. I'm very interested to see where it goes because honestly, I just feel like the prime suspect here is Steffi Slays. And I hate to say that because, of course, you know, we're named twins and I want better for her. But at the same time, it's just the fact that you come up, you know, to talk to Kita Rush and you know that Kita is teaming with Candy. But then it's just like, you know, once you come up, that's when the gloves go missing. Like, I, it, it's just something really fishy about that to me. So I'm wondering if this suppose, if this is going to be like a heel turn for Steffi or if this is, or if, or if it really is someone else. Like, that's what I'm truly wondering here. Like, who could it be? Who would be so vile and so mean that they would steal Candy Crush's gloves? They're her special gloves that her grandma gave her. Like, seriously? Seriously. Like, even though they are special and one could argue that you're not supposed to have special stuff like that out in the open so a person can steal it, it's still yours. And you're not thinking, you know, once you do carry it out, that it's going to get lost somehow. Like, you're not thinking that immediately. So I guess hopefully we'll find out, you know, who took these gloves, you know, and either on next week's episode or, you know, in the weeks coming up. But either way... Um, Team Crush Rush wound up winning the match, but sadly, they couldn't celebrate because Candy's gloves are gone. So, yeah. Um, in the comments, Stephen O'Kane is saying, I'm thinking Holiday was the mastermind and she's going to use the gloves in a voodoo ritual. You know, that's something else I did think about. The fact that Siren the Voodoo doll, you know, is out there. But then again, in the case of some cases of, of I guess, the societal surface level of voodoo people will use things that belong to somebody to try to like mess them up a bit I can't speak to it um <laughs> fully because I'm not you know fully you know aware and aware of all of the intricacies of voodoo but literally that might be what is going on that's a really good you know observation Stephen thank you for that and thank you for watching from our YouTube um and then he also says Steffi was a tool and I don't know, she might have been a tool. Like, I don't know. It's so scary. But either way, it's really interesting. So before we go into our main event, 
We have to talk about the fact that on social media, WoW Superheroes has been pushing the idea of the finals of the WoW Tag Team Tournament. And for the first time ever, it's going to include the Battle of the Twins. And it's going to be between Miami Sweet Heat versus the Tonga Twins. And I just love that these two are the final girls. And I'm glad that for the first time really ever, or maybe even for the first time anywhere, maybe, because I've never heard about this anywhere else, you're having two female tag teams fighting for these prestigious titles in this tournament, and they're both twins. So you can only imagine all of the possible twin magic that could go on there. But I'm really excited for them. I'm really happy for them. And I just love, you know, since I've been showing, you know, a lot of my love for them on social media, you know, they all have been, they both of them collectively follow me on Instagram and Twitter. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm also glad to have included the Tonga Twins in my reel for the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. So that's just really cool stuff going on for them. And I'm really happy for them. And I've even seen an article about Miami Sweet Heat, you know, telling their stories about how they started in basketball, but then decided to go into wrestling. So if you haven't caught that article, I do recommend it. It is a good read, you know, so you can learn more about um, the Miami Sweet heat twins Lindsay and Lori and I also recommend that you do follow the Tonga twins because those girls are bad and I really am predicting the Tonga twins to win it all Katrina also said that as well you know multiple times so we're just gonna leave it there but that's happening next week and I'm really excited for it so Moving forward to our main event, it's Giving World Cup. Um, <laughs> we had Tormenta, who has been, you know, tearing it up on WoW as of late, versus Princess Aussie. And, of course, they sort of retold a little bit, you know, of Princess Aussie's story um, of how she was sort of, you know, channeling the power of her bamboo sticks. But her mother told her that the power is within and not in the sticks. So she basically they showed her throwing those sticks away into the ocean. So now she's believing more so in herself and her power. And then, of course, you have Tormenta, who's looking to fight the best that WoW has to offer, especially since she had her title match um, with the Beast and Reyna Del Rey, and then they had their match, um, their one-on-one -on -one match together as well. So Tormenta has just basically been on a tear and a very consistent part of WoW superheroes for the past couple of weeks. So this match was pretty good. Um, you got to see um, Princess Ozzy, you know, fight with her resilient spirit. Because with someone like Tormenta, who is well-versed in lucha wrestling, you would think that maybe um, she would stand head head and shoulders above someone like Princess Ozzy. But Princess Ozzy really did show that she was, you know, here for the fight. And it was really, it was a really, really good match. Um, even though, of course, Sofia Lopez was out there and she was proving to be the X factor in her match, trying to be a distraction and stuff like that. And something funny on commentary that Stephen Dickey did was the fact that he called Sofia Lopez an ambulance chaser. And it made me laugh super hard because it reminded me of my mom <laughs> and how you see certain commercials for certain, you know, lawyers and attorneys who make it their life's work to sort of go after, you know, people who've been in accidents and stuff like that and say, oh, well, we can win your case and da 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 But I never thought of Sofia Lopez as an ambulance chaser because it really seemed like she really is like a businesswoman or stuff. But I thought that was really funny how she calls, how he called Sofia that. But either way, um, this match was really stellar. And in the end, weirdly enough, Princess Ozzy wound up winning. 
she wound up winning the match. And it was really cool to see, you know, the surprise look that she had on her face after she won. But she didn't get to celebrate for long because Tormenta was upset about it. And then she started attacking her. And then in the end, you had a couple of people try to join the fight and sort of start attacking her. But then we had Leah Makoa, who had an amazing moment last week, come to the aid of Princess Ozzy. But then and, but then you also had someone else come to the aid of Tormenta in the form of Miss Wrecking Ball. So she came out there and they started beating up on the both of them. And they wound up looking like they were on top with Sofia Lopez holding their hands up um, after the, the brawl took place. And hopefully this will lead to them having a tag team match against each other. But either way, this was a pretty cool way to end the show. Um, even though I do think it's funny, though, when we did see Wrecking Ball, she fought Reyna Del Rey last week and they were fighting all outside, you know, in the audience. And we don't know what happened from that encounter. So it's amazing to see um, that Wrecking Ball has moved on so quickly. But I guess maybe we'll get an answer to that. I don't know. But that's basically how this episode of WoW ended. This is a ninth episode. So next week is going to be the 10th one, right? That's so cool. But Katrina, tell me how you felt about this match and the brawl that took place afterward and Princess Ozzy rising to win. I actually thought it was really good. Uh, Tormenta definitely has been kind of on a on a roll with regards to kind of main eventing uh, a few episodes of WoW, and so I thought this was really well done. I was also surprised uh, that Princess Aussie won only because it kind of looked like it it, it was kind of going closer to Tormenta's, uh, you know, like that was going to be her uh, win. Um, I was. And again, I'm glad you mentioned with reference to Wrecking Ball because we don't know what happened. And so it was like, so we just, we're not going to discuss it. We're not going to even make a reference to something to imply to let us know what happened at the end of that matchup because technically we don't know what happened. It was like it ended with them in the audience. And so as a person who maybe the audience might know if, if they kind of kept it going when the camera stopped rolling, but for us at home, we don't know what happened. And so I was just like, so we're just not going to not gonna tell us what she just popping out in some other feud now with like even though she was like mm, you know i was i was really confused by that because i was just like yeah not gonna tell us something or what happened or give us a little bit like 411 just a little bit of far as what's going on with like what happened with that because clearly it got serious enough that it got outside of the ring and so that kind of annoyed me only for continuity purposes like so we're not gonna like we're gonna just forget that the show literally ended last week with no winner for that matchup and so that was a little odd only because there was no mention or any reference to it uh but i'm curious because you know you know in a situation like that like where would her her alignment kind of go in like a few more episodes because of how that kind of played out uh but it was a good match i just was really a little bit a little bit a little bit confused with why we didn't hear anything because i'm like how are you just gonna like we didn't like it went on a, like a brawl like it just ended in the audience like who where who would did it stop it did security come did they did there was there a winner uh that they said we were reconvened like what happened and so i was just like continuity i was like come on guys you should have gave me something gave me something but otherwise i did think it was a good match and i'm curious like if we're doing this now where it's like hmm is this going to be like a little stable you know and so that was kind of where I got with that too, but otherwise a nice uh, end uh, to WoW this week. 
Yeah, you just never know what's going to happen, you know, on this show. And I just think it's amazing how Wrecking Ball just jumped from Reyna to to Ozzy and to Princess Ozzy and Leia Makoa now. And now she's t- teaming with Tormenta. Like, I just think it's really funny how that played out. But hopefully, and you would have thought that maybe WoW would have addressed it at the beginning, the way that they showed the Beast. But then again, the Beast is the world champion. So I guess they felt like the world champion, you know, has dibs you know and first priority over you know that type of thing but either way um it was a solid way to end wild superheroes it was a really good show um in the comments we have tony sands watching on twitch saying hey and saying keep up the show or keep up the good work thank you and he also said glad to see my melanated people showing up on twitch represent thank you thank you for that compliment so yeah Hopefully we will be able um, to continue to talk about WoW Superheroes, you know, on Twitch and on YouTube and Facebook and stuff um, every Monday night. So we're here to talk about it and give you the rundown on what happened. So I do recommend that you do watch WoW Superheroes and find, you know, wherever it might be on whatever channel it might be on um, in syndication, wherever you are. So you can catch it and just, you know, beef up the ratings for this show to show that people really do want to watch women's wrestling and actually want to watch an all-female show so continue to watch it and support it in whatever ways you can follow the girls on social media because they are very interactive and fun so please do that as well and we will be here to continue to talk about all the crazy madness thank you guys in the comments and in the chat for joining um us so yeah so now that we've reached the end of our show katrina thank you so much for joining me um for this show sadly our other co-host emily may wasn't able to come because she is feeling under the weather so we're wishing her healing and positive vibes as she gets better um but yeah katrina tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and what you've got going on uh i am on most social media platforms and can't we trust tiktok twitter and uh instagram easy three uh we just uh it just aired this past friday uh at the mcm birmingham a comic con panel in the uk and so that was really uh, awesome and someone did say that they i probably should have asked for a picture <laughs> wasn't thinking at the time but somebody did say that there was people there and so that knowing that we weren't even like there like we were there digitally we were there in spirit and digitally but fact that people actually watched it and so that like was a lot uh to me so that means i did what i wanted to do and so if you haven't uh checked it out it is on my youtube channel as well i did air at the same time so it is there check it out um and i will <laughs> uh be doing uh more of the interviews posting them as far as i did at the show welcome to the bronx uh I got some super awesome interviews from that. I posted one super like early, like late last night, early in the morning because I was up. And so I posted it. And so I plan on posting more of those. So check out my social media for those. And in two and a half, I want to say three weeks, possibly, maybe three weeks, I will be in LA for LA Comic Con, which will be pretty awesome. And I believe WoW would also be at LA Comic Con. And so that's going to be super awesome. Kind of tie in uh, there uh, to kind of have you know, the show we cover, I didn't be there on my own uh, thing happening. And so if you are in the California area, or I wouldn't say fly there, because that's, you know, if you can, that's great, but don't, do, don't, be, don't be crazy. But if you are in the LA area, the California area, and you are coming to LA Comic Con, definitely say hi. We will have the panel with also TK, our CEO of Women's Wrestling Talk, and uh, Rain Cruz and a bunch of other people I'm finalizing. But that's what's going on in my end. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm so glad um, to be a part of those panels that she mentioned. Um, the idea of knowing, I was wondering what happened, considering that was Friday for us and that was also Veterans Day. And then for me, Black Panther Wakanda Forever Day. I didn't know what was going on with that, but I was glad to see that it streamed and I was happy enough with the idea that it was happening, you know? So hearing that people were there and were watching, it makes me so glad. Like people are listening to our voices in the UK, guys. It's enough to make you want to just burst into tears. Um, <laughs> but I'm not gonna do it here. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm really excited about that, and I'm really excited to be a part of the Los Angeles Comic Con panel with Katrina and with TK Trinidad and with Rain Cruz and with Karen Bam Bam as well. Like just continuing to be on it, it's just amazing. So I'm really happy and excited about that. And it'll be my first time in LA, you know, in a number of years. So I'm really excited. Like, I'm really pumped to see everyone. So this is my first time in general. So. Right. It's a first so this time is a for a first, first for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited, you know, for all of it. And also another thing that's going on with me is the fact that, well, my show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, is almost officially finished with being under construction. Because my show um, has only been audio for a number of, well, since I've been doing it, honestly. And I'm transitioning from just audio to also doing video as well. So my entire episodes will be on video on my YouTube channel. So please be sure to check out that as I begin season five this week with an interview with that one right there <laughs> with Katrina. Um, so I'm really excited for that. And then I have other stuff happening with the Hardy Wrestling Podcast as well. So be on the lookout for that. But in order for you to be on the lookout for that, please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. Um, and also look in my bio and you will definitely find the Hardy Wrestling Podcast there. And you also find Women's Wrestling Talk there. So um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTalkPod. Um, follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Um, so you can get all the notifications so you can ring the bell every time we do something. Cause we do something every day and also follow us on Twitch. If you want to be on Twitch as well, and just continue to support us, go on our website and check out our website, www.talkpod.com, where we have articles, interviews, podcasts, merchandise, everything you could possibly want when it comes to women's wrestling. We got it. So look it up and check it out and continue to support us as we continue to grow as this year wraps up and as we go into 2023, y'all. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> life is happening. But in the meantime, in between time, thank you so much for joining us on the Wild Superheroes After Show on Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.
Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.